This is Doug Green, and I'm the publisher of Technology Reseller News, and I'm very pleased to have with us today Jeff Durso of SmartTrack. Jeff, thank you for joining us today. Hey, Doug. Thanks for having me. Well, everyone, you know, we're going to be talking about something that's very important to the Cisco partner community, and I think really the partner community, all, all the OEMs, which is recurring income, very important these days. We're going to be talking about network lifecycle strategy, network lifecycle management, and the role of AI and the role of AI in keeping that recurring income growing, going and growing. So Jeff, before we dive into that, what is SmartTrack? So SmartTrack is a company that, that started, we started a few years ago when uh, a client of ours sent us this big, massive file of, you know, 100 plus columns and 100,000 plus rows and said they couldn't make heads or tails of it. And this, this was a, a Cisco ready report of all their networking equipment and renewals. And so we looked at it and said, okay, there's gotta be a better way than just going through a huge spreadsheet to figure this out. So we started, we built a technology to help make sense of it and built that for that client. And they responded to us that it not only saved um, thousands of hours of time between them and their customer having to go through this tedious effort, but it actually enabled them to gain a rebate of over half a million dollars from Cisco. So it sort of opened our eyes to there's something about this renewals process that could use a little bit more support. And so that's where we started out is helping people take all these data files from Cisco and pulling them in and processing them and making it so that you can use it in a much more efficient way to get your renewals done. And it's my understanding the tool you've come up with is Cisco Blessed. It is, yeah. So we've got lots of great contacts at Cisco who've, who've helped us the whole way uh, move forward in terms of figuring out the requirements, introducing us to a lot of their partner managers and lots of accounts to help make sure we had the right, you know, right requirements and we built the right tools. So yeah, it's been great using working with Cisco on that. So, you know, with all that in mind, uh, you know, you said earlier before we started, this is a war. And I wasn't expecting yeah. that. I just thought we were going to talk about recurring income. What did you mean by saying that this is a war? So it's a weird pattern that I've been seeing from going to all of these uh, Cisco conferences and hearing what the discussions are about and talking to partners and realizing that there's a battle going on to consolidate customer accounts. And what I mean by that is, you know, we talked to a lot of our partners and for any of their customers, maybe they own 10% of the network, 20%, 30%, some fraction of the network and other partners may own another part of that network. So what's happening is both at the vendor level and at the reseller network, there's a huge push for consolidation to push towards uh, longer term, say five years enterprise agreements to really lock down and to become the only incumbent in an account. So this is a trend that we saw is that the what ha what's going to happen going forward is you can't just manage your renewals and sort of stay on top of those tactics. You need to have a strategy for how you're going to become the strategic partner of your customer. Otherwise, someone else will and they'll poach the account from you. So you also said, let's keeping with this sort of highly militarized, this is a war type of combat. There's tactical and then there's strategic. And so where are most of the Cisco partners today with how they how they approach recurring income? So a lot of them are like really in that in that migrating from tactical to strategic, right? So I'm not okay. going to say that, okay, everyone we've talked to is just thinking tactics in their day-to-day. -day. Certainly a lot of what they're forced to deal with is day-to-day -day and just getting the renewals done. But a lot of them have been noticing this trend of this consolidation push. So they're really looking for ways to become more strategic so that when they when they go to their customer, 
right? It's not, it's not, they're not seen as like the gardener. They're seen as like the landscape architect, right? They're the person that the customer asks questions about. The customer calls them when they're looking to grow their business to say, what should we do? They're not just order takers. So what we find is that a lot of the resellers and the partners we talk to <clears throat> are already moving into the strategic game. And they're just, the question they have is what, how do we play this game and what tools can we use to, to, to do better at it? So, so immediately comes AI. When you talk about tools and strategy, what role does AI have to play? So AI is very bizarre, right? So if you look at about a year ago when ChatGPT first came out, right? There was a lot of uh, parlor tricks at first, right? It could, it could do a lot of interesting things, right. but, the, but the big question in people's mind is, well, is this useful or not, right? So a friend of mine said, AI is less of a technology and it's more of an artifact that dropped from outer space. It's this weird amorphous thing that sometimes when you put things in, you can get interesting things out, but not always. So you have to tame the beast. Um, now, there are some some situations, and the best example I can give is something called GitHub Copilot for software developers. It has literally sped developers up two times, three times, even five times faster. For some developers, it's writing 80 to 90% of the code for them today. So that's an example where when you tame the AI in a certain space, you can get incredible results out of them. But there are other areas where people play around with AI, and it's still a parlor trick if you don't know how to use it, what to ask it, where, you know, what things it's good at and what things it's not good at. So let's put this together for me. Cisco spits out this report. It's a, it apparently is a spreadsheet, goes on and on about all the recurring income or all the subscriptions that are about to expire. And so is it the case if I'm a partner, I'm going to try to use AI to maybe take that spreadsheet and make sense of it? No, so I, th I think there's two levels at it. So what we've built um, at SmartTrack is the first level is taking that, taking these files. So these are CCWR report, which is like your universe of everything you've sold the customer. And then the install based or ready report, which is literally everything the customer has from Cisco. So the first piece we built was the tool that kind of pulls it all into a logical sense so that you can actually go through and just drive your renewals. The second level that we're working with now is what we've talked about, which is the AI side of it is not just figuring out, okay, how do I, how do I execute this renewal? But given everything you see in this network and all of the coverages and all of the devices that, that this customer has, what are some scenarios that we can play? So if the customer is here, how can we get them to there going forward? Like what options can we provide to them? There's strategic recommendations for how they can migrate from where they are today to a better scenario. Maybe it's better coverage, better expense management, uh, better response. Like there's a lot of opportunities and that's where AI can be extremely helpful because it's not just pulling those huge spreadsheets and, and making it more logical. It's actually surfing through that logical structure and looking for needles in the haystack and say, okay, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this other option? Things you can promote to the customer. And, and so now we get a, actually into the active uh, part of this, right? That we're going to go and engage the customer with with new ideas and not just maybe sign up recurring income. It sounds like there's the possibility of growth here. There is absolutely the possibility of growth, right? So if you think about, um, you know, one of the examples I, I heard, I thought that was great at a conference is, you know, someone said, well, imagine if a customer calls and says, we need five firewalls, right? So you could answer, okay, great. Let's we'll ship, you know, give me right. the ship two addresses and I'll send those right out. Or you could ask the question, 
why? <laughs> right? What are you doing? What else do you need? Are you building new locations? Are you expanding locations? Are you, you know, what are you doing? So when you think of AI, this is one of the lenses that we that we we're looking at AI as like look at the network to try and figure out not just what's in there and what the literal coverages are that you can renew or or move to something else, but try to sense patterns of like what change is this customer going through and what what are their growth opportunities that are opportunities to put new network there. So to see that before someone else does, because going back to the war that we talked about, your competitors are going to be doing this. They're going to be looking for these opportunities to consolidate. And if you're the person who calls a customer with that really intelligent insight that makes their life easier and, and gives them a much more cost effective or you know, a better, a better way to manage their network going forward, they're going to listen to you. They're going to go to you first when it's, when the, when the consolidation happens. And then I think that that uh, takes us to a higher level thing, not just for, you know, this year's recurring income and a little bit of growth, but bonding with the customer, being that trusted advisor, we always talk about it, but you're describing it, it sounds like. Yeah. And, you know, and so really the way, the best way to do that is that when you meet with a, because keep in mind, the customers have these same crazy spreadsheets that they can't make heads or tails of easy. So they're, they're, they're looking for insight. So being able to meet with the customer and say, okay, here are the six important dates that you need to think about over the next year. Boom, 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 boom. Here's what's happening at each of those dates. Maybe you have some contracts coming up. You have some devices that are coming end of life that you have opportunities to change. By the way, here's what you can exchange those with. Here are new devices you can do a tech refresh with. So being able to have something you can go to the customer with that's a very simple punch list of options that they have for for taking action where they can either you know expand their network um, consolidate it in a way that's you know saving them money getting them better coverage that's that's where we see the ai helping out the most is taking that huge cloud of data and saying here are the five things you should do so jeff you know when we look at this where is ai most useful so it's very bizarre because if you if you looked when when the promise of AI came up, people think of it as like, it's gonna be a terrible at creativity, but maybe it helps them with judgment, right? <clears throat> and in, in actual, in, in real applications, the opposite has turned out to be true. Uh, AI is terrible at judgment. So there was a consulting company that did a study across thousands of their partners and found that it's, it's, real, it's a really bad consultant. It's really bad at, at saying what you should do. What it's actually pretty incredible at is giving you creative options. So as a creative brain, brainstorming partner, it's amazing at giving you lots of possibilities, some of which, you know, maybe you had four, po you would have come up with four possibilities and you look at it, it comes up with three others. You'll look at those three as an expert and say, oh yeah, those are interesting, that you wouldn't have come up with them. And maybe you choose one of the ones that the AI came up with or, or you choose one of the other ones. The important thing is that the AI has pushed this creative process forward so that you can help use your judgment to make the best decision. Now, where that applies to network lifecycle strategy is when you're talking about you know, we said before about when I go to meet with my customer, what are the five things I should talk to them about instead of burying them in all the millions of things about their network? AI can really help you come up with what are those five perfect things that you want to talk to the customer and what are the options that, that you can provide to them that they can take action on. So if I'm a smart track customer, what's my experience with AI? So right now, so like I said before, smart track has been built to first of all, take this huge, massive spreadsheets and turn them into something that you can actually take action on so you can actually drive renewals. 
The next version of SmartTrack that we're working on right now is actually using AI to sit on top of that data analysis that we've done and look for and do this sort of opportunity analysis where it's going to help you figure out here are the different things that are based on things that are coming end of life, based on contracts that are coming now or in the future, what are different scenarios that you can do to your customers? And we're working to the point where we'll be able to distill all of this. You'll be able to interact with the AI on the customer options and then have it come down to literally a set of PowerPoint slides that you can then take into the client and say, here's, here's where your network is today and here are five things that you could do, boom, 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 to take action on. So we're working with the AI tool right now to sit on top of our existing application to be able to drive those recommendations. So Jeff, it almost sounds like you're turning AI into the trusted advisor for the trusted advisor. Yeah, so I would look at it as the, it's a, it's a weird combination of the assistant and the expert for the trusted advisor. So we still require the trusted advisor has the wisdom and the, the instinct and the decision-making capability to, to know exactly what to recommend to the customer. What the AI does is do dutifully as an assistant, come up with lots of different scenarios and also push the bounds of expertise and make pattern matching that, that you couldn't possibly do. Like maybe it'll pull news uh, for one of your customers and say, okay, we see that there's office location, there's growth expansion happening over here and we see their network over here is doing this. Have you thought about recommending this following option to them? That's where AI gets really exciting. Well, Jeff, I want to really thank you today for joining us and starting us on a four-part series, a four-part journey in the use of AI in network lifecycle strategy. Where can we learn more about SmartTrack? So the, be the best way to learn about us is to just go to SmartTrack, S-M-A-R-T-R-A-K.io, and you can learn everything you need to right there. All right. And everyone, be sure to catch our next three in this four-part series. Jeff, thank you very much indeed for joining me today. Great. Thanks, Doug.